So one summer during my high school years, I read um, this book called The Hiding Place about Corey Ten Boom. Did anybody else read that book in high school? Um, it is so good. Like, if you haven't read it, it's not great literature. It's just a great story, true story. Uh, about, I, what are they, Dutch? This Dutch family during World War II, they create this hiding space in their house to house Jews. Now, they do get caught by the Nazis and sent to a concentration camp, and her sister dies, and it's just this great story of faith. But uh, after she gets freed from the concentration camp, um, she goes on this lecture circuit on, really, forgiveness. And lo and behold, the guard that was most cruel uh, remember, she lost her sister. She had to be stripped naked in front of this guard. The guard that was most cruel came up um, after one of her lectures, and she recognized him immediately, comes out and holds out his hand and says, well, since you said God says we have to forgive, do you forgive me? Now, in the book, she says, you know, she did not like this guy. This is her worst enemy. Uh, but she did make you know, this promise to God for, to forgive. And so what I'm sure was a split second, she said, felt like an eternity. And she reached out and she grabbed his hand. And she said, when I grabbed his hand, because she wasn't feeling it. All she, you know, I lost my sister. You humiliated me. Grabs his hand. She said, she's never felt suddenly. God just feel her with so much love for this person. And she says, once I grabbed his hand, I love this guy. Now, it's, I, it's strange when I read that as a high school kid. I remember just being moved by her story because I kind of thought it worked the opposite. That first you feel incredible love and then you offer forgiveness. She was saying it worked the other way. That well, three steps. You make this vow of love and forgiveness. Then, okay, first you make the vow, but that's not love. That's just making a vow. Then you actually have to hold out your hand and grab somebody who's humiliated you. You have to offer the forgiveness. Second comes the action. And third comes this love from God. Does that make any sense? But I remember in high school, like, that didn't make sense to me. That first you would say, I can make a vow of love. Then when I feel love, that's when I'll forgive you. Well, you'll be waiting a long time. Um, what if it works the other way? That first you do the actions of love. Then God pours the love into you. And I like that because, um, well, today's saint and the first reading, God is love. But now, the prayer is, we just want love and speech. That's really cheap. We love an action. And I like that reading, especially during the Christmas season, because we believe God, the very source of love, took on human flesh in Christ. Love became physical. Love became an action. Um, I love that. It's just not words, it's actions. Or, switching up, but similar, think how Catholics pray. We pray, not just words, but with action. So one of my close friends, absolutely love him. He goes to kind of this fundamentalist church, but he's older than I am. So 
says, you know, it's always the same thing. It's five songs and a long lecture. <laughs> That's, so he said, you know, and um, uh, it's kind of funny. He says, because they'll stand and they'll wave their hands. He says, my knees are bad. I don't understand it. <laughs> Anyhow, he says, uh, it, but it's his church. But he says, you know, it's a lot of words, a lot of songs, words, 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 and, um, and a long lecture. And here's the thing. Um, the more you talk to us, thinking, yeah, you know, the Catholic way of praying is not just with words, but with actions. So think about if somebody dies, we put their ashes or the casket at the door of the church and we wash their body with holy water. You touch the casket and trace the sign of the cross over the body and over yourself. Um, you're sick. We anoint you with oil. There's something physical, um, we eat the body and blood of Christ. A lot of those are actions. So anyhow, that sounds kind of strange. I probably overthought this, but back to Corey, you make a vow to love, then you do actions, then you do the feeling. We worship that way. We don't just worship with a lot of chit chat. We actually extend to each other the sign of peace that we'll forgive everybody. We hold out our hands, it's actions, because God took on human flesh and became an action. Does that make sense? Like that incarnation is love incarnate, not love just more with blah, blah, blah talk. Or one more story. So today is the feast day of St. John Newman, even though that's not really how you pronounce his name, but that's his fault for being born Czech. Um, so he was Czechoslovakian, um, and he wants to become a priest. I forget why, but there's some problem in the Czech Republic. He wants to become a priest. So he writes the bishop in Baltimore, and the bishop writes him back saying, yeah, if you get here, I'll ordain you a priest. So he does travel, goes to Baltimore, becomes a priest. Um, and what he's noted for is being a workaholic. So he was Czechoslovakian had to learn English, then apparently gifted with languages because he learned seven other languages so that he could um, minister to the migrants. Then he becomes the Bishop of Philadelphia. This is years ago. Um, miracles bloom from him, but he was this massive workaholic. So that's what he's remembered, that he literally worked himself to death because he dies at, in his 40s. And he was just this massive worker Here's the odd thing. So that's the outline of his life. But if you read his diaries, his spirituality was kind of like St. Francis, where his betrothal spirituality, where he talks about Christ, that he's so in love with Christ, that he's burning in love with Christ. He's burning for love of the Eucharist. And the odd part, if you read his diaries, he's not just a workaholic. He's a, his hard work, made him fall more in love with people and Christ. And he really had this burning love for Christ. He didn't die from workaholism. He died from too much love. <laughs> that uh, like he, he worked so hard because he was in love so much. But once again, it's a Corey, Corey Ten Boom thing. You make this vow of love, you do the actions, the work, and then the feeling of love follows.
So my point being, during the Christmas time, I hope we just don't talk about Christ as love. I hope we embody it in our flesh and in our actions and how we treat each other. It's not just the way we worship. Hopefully it's the way we live and we'll die. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.